For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are about to break the sterly bonds of gravity and punch the face of God. I wish I was a little bit Left Jab Productions present Edge of Sports Radio, where sports and politics collide. And now your host, Dave Zarn. The Schmata Kid. Boom! Edge of Sports Radio, where sports and politics collide. I'm Dave Zarn. Joined as always by a man who just turned down a max deal to play for the Lakers. He just hates Kobe that much. Why should he be different from the rest of America? Dan Baker, DB! I don't blame you. How can you? How can you play with him? Be the worst, worst time of your basketball life. If you're a rising star, hey, let's watch Kobe jack up 50 shots a game while he's chasing the scoring title. And who's going to be impressed with John Buss saying, you know, if you come to L.A., you can be a big star. It's like, what is this, 1982? (laughs) can be a big star anywhere now. Why well, are they using that as a selling yet. point? Maybe, maybe the internet hasn't quite made its way over there yet. I know. That's the only thing I can think. They're not online in L.A. So noise by the coach. Give me not. How you doing, coach? Dave, I've had a busy day, man. I tell you, man. Let's see. What's, what have I done today? Oh, I wrestled with an alligator, tussled with a whale. Ah. Handcuffed lightning and put thunder in jail. I'm Brilliant. a bad man, Dave Zion. A bad man. Very nicely done. What an impression of Brandy Chastain. I think that was the best Chastain impression. I knew impression it was coming. I... Um, and me, Mark. How are you doing, me, Mark? Take my shirt so off. good. You're a chip off the old block, Dave. Thank you. Yeah. Well, which block? I don't know, but there's a chip involved. There's a chip involved. You know what? The, the chip or microchip has yet to make its way to Los Angeles. I don't know if you heard that. Mm. TV doesn't exist and not in New York and LA. So I'm you sure you've can heard be this. a big star in LA. We've got this thing called cable. It worked, it worked for Dwight Howard. It did work on Dwight Howard. It's so sad. On Netflix, they're now offering a documentary about Dwight Howard. Who would watch this? I would love to know how many views it had. I bet more people have seen that FIFA movie. My God. Gonna, what are people thinking? Well, we got a hell of a show. We're going to talk about that, by the way, right? Oh, no. We got wild stuff to talk about this week. Uh, we are going to talk about NBA free agency. That'll be the marquee segment. We're also going to talk to one of my favorites, Brenda Elsey, about the latest with the Women's World Cup, we have the United States playing Japan with one of the most devastating endings to any match ever in any sport. In all seriousness, if you think of the stakes involved, as one person put it, imagine if the Chris Webber timeout that's, that's happens in, in Chris Webber's last game. Because that's what we're talking about. But Laura Bassett was her name, the own goal by England. I mean, might might not ever play again. So, I mean, it's unbelievable stuff. Um, and we're going to tear from Mark Barry, Mean Mark Barry, though, after the break, about why we should be watching baseball during these dog days of summer. <laughs> I know. I don't know why we're doing this segment either. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> 
Edge of Sports Radio with Dave Zirin. We'll return after this. Dave Zirin returns on Edge of Sports Radio, where sports and politics collide. Boom, we're back here on Edge of Sports Radio. This free agency news is giving me headaches. My goodness, <laughs> the, if the greatest bargain by far, in my mind, is Danny Green getting $48 million over four years, and apparently he only got that because the Knicks forgot to call him. Absolutely. My God. Yeah. I mean, this is just too much fun. What happened? He yeah. assumed they weren't interested, and he looked at San Antonio, which is, by the way, my God. Although, LaMarcus Aldridge, rumor has it, maybe going to the Suns because no, he yeah. really wants to play with Tyson Chandler. No, it's yeah, not why? that unreasonable. As opposed to Duncan. It's not that unreasonable. Okay. All NBA he's, players he's love Phoenix. All NBA players love Phoenix. The Steve Nash effect. Yes. They have the uh, best trainers. They have the best trainers. They have Eric Bledsoe. That's no joke. Now. For now, and they've got, and if they have Tyson Chandler, apparently for Aldridge, it's a huge deal that he doesn't want to play center. Like that's really big on his mind. Uh-huh. And if he's, you know, on the Spurs eh, without Splitter and with Duncan playing twenty minutes a night, he's playing some center. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. we'll see what happens. I mean, I don't, I would never bet against Greg Popovich in anything. Right. But we're talking baseball. Right. Yes. Oh, baseball. Baseball. Talk to us. Aaron Aflalo, two years, $18 million. We, can, we can just do it. What NBA a slap in the nah. face to he, the Knicks again. He doesn't want to be long-term with them. What no, is he, a shortstop? Oh, my goodness. Mark, I really want to give you the floor here because we're about to hit some serious dog days of summer after the Women's World Cup. There's not a lot on baseball. Talk to us. Why should we be watching this? And don't say to play fantasy baseball. I'm talking about actually sitting in front of the TV right. and watching a full game. First of all, when was the last time you've done that? Tell the truth. Yes. Last week. Wow. Yeah. I, I also went to— oh, That was Scherzer's no-hitter. Last week, I went to—I actually went to a Nats game. I went, uh, no, 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 uh, no. No, being there live doesn't count either. Of course it does. TV. TV. So this is what the argument is. It's TV? Yeah. Well, that's the thing about baseball. Uh, it's like, so you haven't uh, done it. Ah, qualifiers. <laughs> Go ahead. All right. So, He's going to yes. cry. I thought you only cried against my, when we talked Manziel. You're going to cry about baseball? Cry. I did not <laughs> Look, oh, he didn't cry. Johnny okay. Manziel doesn't make you cry, this won't make you cry. I'm Johnny crying. Manziel makes me cry. Maybe maybe Manziel's going to play baseball. Then we got something to talk about. He very uh, well could be. All right. The, the, that's the th- honestly the he thing about. You might try about... to snort the first baseline. Oh, low Sorry, blow. Just, that was, just oh, the boom. first baseline, not the other baselines? <laughs> Uh, the first base is where they keep the good coke. <laughs> That's in the eighties. They would do that. That's where they would sprinkle it. Right. Yep. That's yep. Disgusting. Now here are the tears. I mean, here think about tears. it. Keith Hernandez plays first. You got to have it nearby. That's disgusting. <laughs> Go ahead. Know. What were we talking about? Baseball. Baseball. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, honestly, for the for the good portion of my life, I did not care about baseball. It's like it, it seemed long. It seemed boring. It seemed slow. Not like anything I wanted to do. Football's over. Basketball hasn't started yet. And you've got like two or three months of like just waiting for those things to pick back up again. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that was growing up in uh, in a market that didn't have a baseball team. What are you, Garrison Keeler? You're giving us Lake Wobegon of why you like baseball? <laughs> Tell us now. Why should we be watching baseball? What are the exciting stories, man? What, what is happening right now? Uh, like living here in Washington, D.C., the Washington Nationals, though not a, necessarily a great team, are like the, the most entertaining team to watch right now. Really? The That's a bold statement. Absolutely. I think if you look at their pitching staff, which – goes, I guess, seven deep at this point, considering mm. the, the people that they've had to bring up uh, based on injury and things. Just last week, they had the, with, that ended with Scherzer's last start. They had an, a streak of 47 straight scoreless innings between all of their starting pitchers. Doesn't that make you think a little bit, though, that just the hitting is just terrible in the major leagues? I think that's is that supportable, what I, I just said? 
I don't believe it's obviously so. I mean, not the steroid era. No, it's not. It's, it's not the steroid era. But if you look at the actual stats and runs being put up in games, I think that that is, that is definitely on par with things that that have happened in the past. It's just that there are there's an echelon of of high level of starting pitchers that had that didn't exist about ten years ago. Right. Where so, they come from? I, they, is there any? Is, is it just uh, the sort of thing where these things come in cycles? I think or they, they come in cycles. I've read a couple of things about how like they're teaching pitchers now at a young age, like. It's like better to teach them how to throw hard than how to throw different pitches. I read an article about that, like because that's something people have been saying for decades. Like if you teach kids how to throw like an overhand curve, you're going to blow out their arms. Right. And then of course there's uh, advances in surgery, which have helped a ton. Surgeries have helped a lot. Honestly, the, if if you can if you can build up power, uh, power in, in terms of speed, you can you can pick up a secondary pitch and a breaking speed pitch when you actually get into the minor leagues and the major leagues, and that can actually bring your game to, a, to an entire level, and you're not pitching with that with that pitch that get, gives a lot of torque onto your elbow earlier and earlier into your career. So the Nationals are a great story. Yes. You're feeling that. What I, else? I, absolutely. I mean, again, uh, the, the game that I went to, I'm going to put pigeonhole back because I'm fancy and I go to baseball games. Uh, I went to <laughs> yes, you're a regular fancy lad. <laughs> I'm a fancy lad. Fancy or it fantasy? Was, it's both, oh. but, I'm, but, most, but mostly fancy. <laughs> mostly fancy. Uh, so I, it was it was it was fantastic to sit there in the stands and watch Strasburg in his first game coming back from the disabled he list. He he threw a lot of pitches. His command wasn't 100 percent there, but 90 percent of his his pitches went 97 miles an hour. What did he it get was, the win? He yeah. absolutely oh, got yeah. the win. He, he went. He went it was part of the 47 innings of scoreless. He he threw uh-huh. six scoreless. Uh, he he looked great. I mean, it's it's fun to be it's fun to be part kind of in an area around a team that has that kind of excitement. But if yeah. you're talking about an actual what is big going on in baseball this year that you should be paying attention to, not necessarily in what's local to us, we can talk about the young players. Uh, we heard a lot about Chris Bryant coming into the season, not yep, going to be able the Cubs. to for the for the Cubs, not starting the year because they wanted to save that extra that extra year of free agency. But if you look at what is happening with young players, not just with the Cubs or the Astros, but kind of everywhere. Out of the top 20 rated uh, prospects in Keith Law's top prospects for ESPN before the season, 12 of the 20 have been promoted to the major leagues so far this year. Wow. It's fantastic. It's not just Chris Bryant. It's not just Carlos Correa, who's going to be a top five shortstop. Carlos Correa for the Astros. Houston Astros. Mm -hmm. He'll be a top five shortstop possibly next year. Wow. I mean, all you have to do is look at the the New York Mets pitching staff. I mean, you uh, in addition to Harvey and Degrom that have just been fantastic there, they've had two call ups uh, just this season with Noah Syndergaard and most recently Stephen Matz, who in his opening game throws six uh, six innings, uh, seven strikeouts, and he has four RBIs in his first game. Okay. Everybody knows that if Alex Rodriguez walked into this room right now, we'd all be like, oh, snap, that's Alex Rodriguez. Alex Rodriguez donating his $6 million home run bonus to charity. Which char- oh we we called that on you this abso- show you absolutely called I it, did yes. but I I specifically said it should be to a New York based charity do we know if that's what's happening I it's like, I don't have the actual statistics because that. that would be the bomb move especially you know it'd be the ultimate I mean this would be is it Derek Jeter's foundation no no, no I hope so no 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 <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> let me tell you something the new Yankee Stadium got built about six years ago got opened up uh, five six years ago and it opened up uh, with a just a wreck of broken promises to the South Bronx about what the funds for the stadium would also bring. I know what else is new. They were supposed to build rec centers, parks. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Yankees promised it, and they just didn't deliver. It was so Mm -hmm. bad that um, I know a a, a very well-known community leader in the South Bronx who was on the Yankees' payroll to facilitate that whole process, and he quit in protest and walked away from a lot of money because he was so disgusted. He said he couldn't live with himself. That's how upsetting it was. And... um, I think if A-Rod gave that money to finishing the projects that the Yankees mm. didn't fund, mm. that'd be awesome. that would be some Machiavelli right there. Mm. But let me ask you this. The point is, if A-Rod walked in here, we'd all know who he is. 
who else in Major League Baseball right now can we say that about? Who is because de- I wouldn't know anyway. But who is developing? Bryce Harper, maybe uh, Cecil Fielder, not Cecil Fielder, Prince, Prince Fielder, Fielder, who's having a great comeback year. Absolutely. Who else is developing that kind of personable cachet where they can walk in and we'll know them? Because it ain't Chris Bryant. I don't know what that dude looked like. For now. I mean, they, they, you, you build your cult of personality around that. If you look at the, the scraggly-haired pitchers on the West Coast, Clayton Kershaw and especially Madison Bumgarner after the playoffs last year, throwing his arm off and still somehow being able to, to throw this season. I think locally, Bryce Harper Is he having definitely a good year? That. Absolutely. Bumgarner's having a good yeah. year? I mean, it's like it, it's middling. Everybody's kind of up. And he's there. always been middling. He just had an amazing playoff. It's like he's he's definitely an ace. Not, not, got... not middling, but he's like an eighteen and ten pitcher. He's not a twenty five and two pitcher. He's a twenty one pitcher this year. Really? Yes. Wow. All right. Well, that's something to watch too. There you go. Um, are the Giants in contention? Because this is supposed to be their off year when they go on off. They are still in contention. Their offense is absolutely, they, it, while not great, is is now injured and not great. But their pitching staff has been pretty wow. good. So and, Nori Aoki broke a, broke a leg, even though he what was. Is it? What is it, Coach? Hey, Mark, you you you've done well, but he to has me, done well. You got all right. Another eighty games to play. Yes. You've got Wilmington, Fortnite of Wilmington. You got the I British opening. Why would I? Forego those to watch baseball. You really haven't convinced me. With yeah, fin- yeah go. you got one minute left, Mark. Yeah. All right. The the reason you watch baseball, and you don't have to watch baseball every single game, the The reason you watch baseball is you catch the individual game to see the great individual performance. You can oh. see the shares are perfect game. Mm-hmm. You can see Bryce Harper hit two home runs out. And there's the possibility for that. Every single time, every single game, mm-hmm. I love it, and you okay. should watch it. And I can't, I can't watch tennis or Soccer. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was really? golf. The British Open was golf, not, not, yeah, not, not soccer. That, that was well done, Mark. Uh, you, you had me till the last sentence. Wimbledon's awesome. All right, we got to go. Well done, Mark. Thank you. We'll be back right after this. One, one, two, two. Don't one, two, move. Three, Dave Zirin will be right back with more Edge of Sports Radio. Now some time for Kawasumi. She plays a full auto You're listening to Edge of Sports Radio with Dave Zirin. We are back here on Edge of Sports Radio watching that game last night with my kids, both of whom call themselves Japanomaniacs because they love the Japanese team so much. And they were on the edge of their seats rooting for Japan. Even they were devastated at the way that game ended. Their team won, and they were devastated. I've never seen a gut punch like that in my life in any sporting event, given the stage, given the setting, given the moment. To talk about that and much more regarding the World Cup taking place right now in the great country of Canada, we have professor, academic, author, journalist, advocate, Brenda Elsey. Brenda, how are you doing? Hi, good. How are you? So glad to have you on the show. Um, I really want to talk to you about last night's game, about the World Cup, about the finals and what you expect. But before I do any of that, I really wanted to ask you about your experience of being at the Women's World Cup in Montreal. What was that like? What games did you see? What was the mood of the crowd like? And what does it tell you about the state of the women's game? Well, um, I saw two very different games in Montreal. One I saw between Brazil and Spain. And although the attendance was good, the enthusiasm was was pretty low on the on the low side. 
it was um, it was a crowd that was itself really interesting. Lots of young girls that clearly played themselves, had their club shirts on. So they were sort of savvy watchers, I would say. Mm-hmm. You know, not partisan, but definitely into the sport itself and appreciated the talents of both the Spanish and Brazilian team. The game I saw... Um, on Tuesday, between the U.S. and Germany was insane. It was wild. It was mm-hmm. a ton of fun and a lot of respect um, for for both teams from the crowd, but clearly pro-U.S. crowd. Um, mm. So I think it bodes very well for the game. Okay. Is the U.S. where they are right now if Hope Solo is not in the goal? I don't know. She hasn't been challenged that exactly. much because the defenders have been so good. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking because there was such an argument that, well, you know, fr- from a very sort of mercenary perspective, all of her off-field stuff had to be ignored because there was nobody on the bench who had any World Cup experience and goal. And she was, if not their best player, she was their most important player. But that hasn't played out yet, has it? It hasn't, though it's hard to say psychologically what that means. Right. Definitely, I mean, you saw the penalty kick against Germany when Hope Solo takes her time. She's an absolutely uh, intimidating goalie and very, very talented. So that gives her defenders a lot of confidence, too. So even though she hasn't been challenged that much, it may, in fact, play more than it looks. And, and once again, before we get to uh, the, the semifinals and what took place, I'm always very interested in the Women's World Cup because of the soccer, the excitement, all of that. But also because I always think you know it's an incredible uh, viewfinder into the state of the development of the game in different countries, where it is, what's happening. Big picture, Women's World Cup, particularly looking at countries in the global south. What does this World Cup say to you about the state of the women's game? It says to me that the women in the global south are not getting the support that they need to make it into the quarterfinals. I mean, they were all out um, by that time, despite having some of the most talented players in the world. And um, FIFA development money, a lot, 15% for women's the development of the women's game. And I think it's very telling that they see women as being 15% of the sport's future. Mm. And this disproportionately affects women in the global south that have greater obstacles to the development of the game because they don't have domestic professional leagues mm-hmm. and they don't have you know very wealthy associations mm. yeah that was i think very evident and the place where i think it hurts the most is a country that you know is obviously near and dear to my heart a country that's bigger than the continental us a country of 200 million people a country that's soccer mad of course, I'm talking about Brazil. I wanted Brazil to make a big run, if for no other reason, to really just stick it to the incredibly sexist people who run soccer in Brazil. What was your What was your take on Brazil's performance in this World Cup? You know, I, honestly, it's it's very hard. I mean, from the beginning, I questioned the choice of Vidal as a coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't have a winning record in club soccer in Brazil. And I, I really questioned, I mean, it, he played Marta so deep, I'm not sure why. So there were some decisions that, that I think have yet to be explained. Of course, the CBF has, throughout this tournament, continued different various leaders to make racially and sexist, racially insensitive and sexist remarks. And I, I think that, that they honestly seemed quite depressed against Australia. I mean, turf in their face. Um, you know, Marta looked kind of down. Cristiani looked looked pretty depressed. Those are two of the most talented strikers in the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I I think that that it really takes its toll to see 
the lack of support from both the CBS, the official, you know, confederation, and also the fans at home. If you look through the, the pages of Folia and the major newspapers in Brazil, there's absolutely nothing on the team. Yeah, I, I agree with you about the kind of gray cloud that seemed to be hanging over the team. I, on a flip side, and I just I would love to hear if you dis, disagree with me about this. Uh, the showcase of of Nigeria and Cameroon, I mean, had a lot I thought to be excited about. Obviously, the resource question is still there, but in terms of the players, uh, the spirit, what they brought to the pitch, I mean, I mean that that was hopeful. I think at least for future World Cups. Oh, I think so, too. And I also think Colombia and Ecuador's appearances yes. were really exciting. I think that shows how exciting it is to expand the field and have and have greater inclusion. It makes everybody, you know, more excited about watching the game. And it, it, it honestly, a lot of these stars, if you're a fan of women's soccer, they play in the English Premier League. They play in the NWSL in our own country, right? Mm. And it's really great to see them on this kind of a stage. And they, they bring a lot to the game. Yeah, we're here talking with Brenda Elsie. Brenda, all right, I got to bring it to the other night. Uh, I just put us in your shoes through your eyes. You're smarter about this stuff than than we are or than I'm sure most of our audience is. I'm just watching the game with my kids rooting for Japan, and then we're we're like torn to bits by how it ended. Uh, I, I ask you, though, as you're watching it, what game are you seeing? Who do you think had the edge as the game entered its 91st minute? And what was your reaction when the own goal heard around the world took place? Oh, it's just devastating. <laughs> it's absolutely. I'm also a big fan of Japan. Japan, for me, plays Brazil's game. Mm-hmm. The short pass game, a game of possession. They really sort of put their skills um, on the stage, right? They have beautiful ball handling. I'm, I'm a huge Japan fan, but England did such a, they played just brilliantly. They didn't make any mistakes until that until that extra time and it, it, it actually wasn't a poor decision for Bassett to try to clear that ball in the way that she did. It was terrible luck. Yeah, unbelievable luck. So so I mean I I could say like I think she could make that play ten thousand times and not have yeah. what happened happened. I mean there's a greater chance that, of her doing right. it. Yeah. It could I, I, yeah, I think that's right. Um, you know, it was. I will say though, it was a pretty roughly official offici- officiated game. It was a game where where I think both of those those penalties are are, are questionable. I mean, we can say that they can't. Um, so so I think it was also a strange game. Japan had a lot of miscues between them, which is really rare. So what? part of that is the defense running interceptions, and part of that might be Japan's sort of fatigue and, and some miscalculation. Um, as an advocate for the women's game, and I consider myself one as well, um, we're, we're all heartsick about how the game ended, but of course it then becomes the news story of the day. It becomes like this international and constantly replayed moment. And now spinning it forward, I mean, is it better or worse for the women's game that it's Japan and not England playing the United States in the finals? What would have been, do you think, a more marquee matchup? Um, you know, honestly, I think uh, I think when Japan plays well, Japan is the most exciting team to watch in this tournament. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then paired with the U.S.'s enthusiasm, excitement, they're on such a momentous run. I think that, that we've got the marquee that, that we need. 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's disappointing to not see, in some sense, a, a different the, the way that the that the births went and the slotting from FIFA. I mean, the way that France and Germany played, the way that they did it, might have been nice to see them on the other side of the bracket. Mm. Um, but but I think we we're going to have a fantastic game, and I think actually, and this is rarely. Um, thought of on Saturday the third place game between England and Germany I'm actually really excited to watch oh wow I I, I think Germany is going to destroy England I mean I think Germany is going to be like angry I don't know I think they both (laughs) and I think England might be (laughs) shell-shocked I don't know I think they might both feel like you know that this is a third third place game where they've really got a stake in it you know Lord. whether it's whether it's just making up or not. I mean, frequently people say, "Oh, there's not a lot of energy." Oh, I think you're not understanding the competitive nature of these female athletes. I think Sunday morning there's going to be a headline that just says "The Blitz 2.0." <laughs> I could be wrong, but I, I, I see all kinds of cheesy World War II headlines coming to the oh, fore. Oh yeah, well there already has been, but somehow nobody seems to to <laughs> nobody to tires have mentioned that Russia's not in the tournament. That's true. Give us a prediction. Who do you, what do you like in the and finals? Score. Oh, historians score. are notoriously terrible at predicting. Um, <laughs> it depends on the officiating. I think the U.S. has so much energy and so much momentum right now. I believe it is Megan Rapinoe's birthday. Wow. So I got to go with the U.S. Score? Um, score. Oh, it's been one goal games the so whole way. It's got to be low. It's got to be really low. I'm going to say 2-1 U.S. I wrote mine down before we started. I have U.S. beating Japan 2-1, to one, so I have to say to you nothing other than brilliant prediction, Brad. <laughs> You're such you a so star, dude. Yeah, and Bre- you heard it from us first. Yes. G- give us your Twitter handle before you go. It's Politicultura, P-O-L-I-T-I, Cultura, C-U-L-T-U-R-A. One of my favorite Twitter follows. People should follow Brenda Elsley, Politicultura. I probably said that wrong. Thank you so much for joining us on Edge of Sports. Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. That was Brenda Elsley, ladies and gents. We got to go to break. We'll be back right after this. Dave Zirin will continue with Edge of Sports Radio after the break. Dave Zirin returns on Edge of Sports Radio, where sports and politics collide. Boom, we're back here on Edge of Sports Radio. We played that little Sesame Street riff because retiring from Sesame Street is the actress who's played Maria for 44 years on Sesame Street. Uh, I thought it had something to do with my segment, you know what I mean? No, no, no. Downing the brother, you you know what I'm saying? I was going to get hot. you want to announce, Coach? (laughs) I don't know. Coach, let me me break this down for you, Coach. $1.4 billion was spent yesterday on NBA free agents. Yes. Dan Gilbert, a.k.a. Subprime Dan the Snitch, uh, Dan Gilbert spent more on free agents yesterday than he spent buying the club. It's a remarkable Mm -hmm. set of circumstances of what's Mm -hmm. happening in the NBA right now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely remarkable. Mm -hmm. I want to throw it over to you to kick off this segment on the madness of NBA free agency. And I don't want to shock you, (laughs) but I got my own thoughts 
about some of these free agent signings, but please talk to us, my friend. But you know, you're talking about the uh, over billion dollars. So what are the owners making? That's what I'm thinking. Well, I mean, let me break this down oh for gosh. you. All right, I'll, I'll say this quick because yeah, I no, want you no, to have please. the floor here. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm um, people are like, and I, 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 I've been having this argument with uh, Asan Thomas, played in the NBA 11 mm-hmm. years, who just says this just says that the league um, is that the league is popular, and so the players are getting their share of the popularity of the league. That's not exactly it. It's not about, even though the ratings for the finals were good, mm-hmm. it's not about the popularity of the league. It's about the fact that nobody watches television anymore. The only things that people actually watch live on television now in big numbers are sports. Right. So it becomes the tent pole for all of broadcast television, for the cable industry. Because more and more people, they're going to watch stuff streaming. They're going to watch stuff on their phones. But what is appointment television? What will make you sit through a commercial? Is, is, Live. It, base, is it baseball? It sure is. <laughs> Nicely done, Sugar bro. in baseball. Give it, give it up, baby. It is live sporting <laughs> events, done. a.k.a. basketball. It's, that's why, so, so this contract <laughs> was, was just signed was good, for something like, I think it's $34.4 or is it $34.4 billion dollars. Mm-hmm. That goes into effect, and that's why the salary cap is going to go up so much next year. Mm -hmm. And because the salary cap is going up so much, everything that's a max contract now could conceivably look like a bargain in the years to come. So you sign someone like Chris Middleton. This is one of the sticker shock things. $70 million for five years. People are like, holy crap. That could be seen as a terrible deal. But let's pretend it even is a terrible deal. The cap goes up in the next couple years. And then all of a sudden, you only have Chris Middleton on the books for a couple more years at just a fraction of your total cap. Mm-hmm. And, so, and by his last year, if he's terrible, you can trade him for cap space, for cap relief. So you're really only stressing yourself out on Chris Middleton for one freaking year. And when you have a player of that, so you're really only the $70 million five years is really only a one-year risk because after that, the risk factor goes down dramatically. And this is if he's terrible. If he's really good... Then holy crap, you have a six foot eleven, three point shooting badass who's only making thirteen, fourteen million dollars a year. Only. <laughs> I know we say only. We're gonna get to that too about the Mickey Mouse numbers right. here. But given the relative cap, that's gonna look like a nice deal. Especially when you have Brooke Lopez signing for twenty million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. take fourteen million of Chris Middleton, uh five years at seven, seventy million. Over three years at sixty million of Brooke Lopez any day, give me a break. I hear you. I so hear you. it's it's all. I mean, it's hard to say that when it's this much freaking money, right? But right. it's all relative. Mm-hmm. Right. Now there are some surprises that happen, no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And I think just one thing that I think we've seen so far is that people are scared that their bodies are more like Wes Matthews' body than LeBron James's body. Because there was all this talk that a lot of these big money dudes would be signing one-year deals so they could get the bigger cap. But I think that a lot of people looked at what happened with not just Wes Matthews, but a couple other cats too. Kevin Love, frankly, being one of them. Well, he's, he's been fragile. But, but again, the, you're talking about the playoffs when all the guys were going down and people were saying, yes. trying to connect the dots and, you know, and all, tracing all the way back to AAU, which I don't No, I don't buy that. With. I don't either. So, yeah, protect yourself. Get the money now. Get so, the yeah, money yeah, now. Yeah. I mean, and, I and, frankly think it's overtraining is what I think it is, is why these injuries happen. It's not about AAU. Okay. It's well, like, you, I mean, seriously, it's like weight training is about stress on the body. Exactly. I've, I've always been about weight training. I've all, you know, stress on the it's, body. It's a funny thing, Dave, 
back in my day when we were playing, weight training for basketball players was, oh my gosh, no. Yeah, you don't throws do my shot off. You know, mm-hmm. you know, so, and again, things change. Because also back in those days, going for water breaks was like, you know, you're soft. So a lot's changed, yeah, we, but We've still. gotten smarter, yeah. and we've also gotten less smart at the same time. Right. It's a weird, lovely right. combination of right. things. But uh, talking the about humanity the is thing. doomed. But go ahead. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is a fluid situation where we are now. Thursday, after, uh, Thursday. Um, I think it's twelve guys that are over sixty million gu- guaranteed. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that speaks to what we we're talking about the numbers. Couple of couple of things on free agent. I want to I want to go fast here because I want to talk about the Lakers. The rationale between why the Knicks and Lakers are being shut out. I think it's a fascinating dialogue. But here's a couple 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 quick hits. Big winner, San Diego. Uh, San, San Diego, San Antonio. Jesus, the segment just died. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> the big winner, the Kansas City Colonels, the Fort Wayne Pistons. Especially, I mean, it's it's it's, it's locked up the if Kentucky they get Colonels. Lamarcus, sorry, right? I know, I know you're talking yeah, about Dennis on the boys. Come on, Mark, know what we're talking about. Nope. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mark's like, what's Kentucky? Signing Kawhi Leonard, we knew what was going to happen, but getting Danny Green and not having to forego uh, money was a good thing. Uh, getting rid of a, a splitter for his uh, cap money. So if they get uh, if they get this, if they get Aldridge, I say they will be the favorites over the Cavs, even though they, they've resigned everybody, Agreed. and the Dubs, who got Agreed. Draymond Green. And the only thing I would say they would need to do is get a backup point guard. they got to upgrade that because I'm not fans of Patty Mills and Corey Joseph. Patty Mills is already gone, I think. Is he? Oh, well, yeah. okay, but the point is Jeremy Lin, Jeremy Lin is out there, which will be another international flavor. He's, he's, he's a um, it's a good backup. Yep, he's an unrestricted free agent, as is Shane Larkin of the Knicks, who, who I like coming I like out of Shane Miami. I like Shane Larkin, too. Patrick Beverly, I like, but he's restricted from Houston. I don't but think he's very all good. Of those. Go ahead. I don't. I think Patrick Beverly is profoundly overrated. Is that right? Well, Patrick. he's a defense. But again, again, you want a pass first guy. Parker's breaking down, so you got to watch that. Uh, uh, Before you go on, yes. What's so brilliant about what San Antonio's doing is they are effectively creating a new big three while the current big yes, three sir. are there. Yes, like, sir. A, I think Danny Green is that good that you can call him a big three. I don't, B, but I, do. I hear where you're going. I do. I do. B, one, I think Kawhi Leonard is going to be an all-star for the next 10 years. Yep. And C, I think LaMarcus Aldridge is the best four in the NBA. I'll um, say it. The okay. best four in the NBA. Consider is, where Duncan is right now. Yeah, on the way down. Of course. Yeah, oh no, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm doing like in the present yeah, tense. Yeah. And, and Lamar. But, but I'm putting him ahead of Blake Griffin. Like if I'm starting a team, I'm taking yeah. him over Blake. Blake is overvalued. Um, and here's the thing: Audrey's is a class guy. Never been in trouble that I can think of. I mean, a a, a, a hard guy. I mean, he had the thumb surgery. He's supposed to have thumb surgery. He said, "No, I'm gonna play," and did. Nice, tough. Um, you know, nails. tough guy. I, oh, yeah. I, I, I get every dollar coming to him. And he's I think leaving he's a class Portland at. for exactly the right reason. Yes, sir. He wants yes, to sir. win. Um, other winners. <laughs> this uh, is a nail in Mark's such heart. A nail. <laughs> well, well, when you have a point guard whose butt everybody kisses who can't play defense, that sort of thing happens. Go ahead. Well, inter- I'll leave that one alone. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's for, called for a team. That's called being a John Wall fan. I'm still salty if people be like, well, "I'll take Lillard over Wall." It's like leave now. But go ahead. We'll talk about the Wizards in a second. Okay. Go. Um, the the big boys stayed stayed uh, health health serve. Uh, Very love good. Thompson Cleveland. Shepard stayed in Cleveland. Butler. How does that front court work though? Because Mozgov's a part of it, Varejao's now a part Coming of it. Back, yeah. You have Love, you have Thompson, and you of course have LeBron. How here, do you run that front court? Here's the deal: it's a good thing the problem to have. It works. I disagree. I never have been a fan of the "it's a good problem to have" approach to managing a basketball team. It's a small organism. It's not like being disagree. a football team and stocking up on tight ends. D- d- disagree. Okay. People get mad when they don't have minutes. Thompson. Uh, Thompson. Well, Thompson's going to have his money. 
and it doesn't seem like um, the center. Help me out. Mozgov. Mozgov is a going to be storming in, you know, storming into the locker room saying, "I'm one of my minutes." Virgil's not that kind of cat either. So I think they can work it out. And these guys have never have, have never sniffed a ring. They got the money. I think they, they'll, they'll work it out. Um, Puts a lot on David Blatt unless LeBron. No, it put a lot on LeBron, and he just and, and he said, "Hey guys, how many do I have? Who am I? Let's let's do this thing. That'd be all right." Uh, Butler the, 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 Dunleavy stayed home. Millsap stayed, stayed in Atlanta, but Atlanta losing Carroll uh, to Toronto is a concern. Green stayed in Golden State. Uh, Brandon Knight, Tyson Chandler. Let's talk about that very briefly. Draymond Green. You got to mm-hmm. get first names, dude. Because uh, Danny Green, Draymond Green, uh, Willie Green <laughs> is out there. Um, Lauren Green, remember from Battlestar Galactica and Apple commercials. Uh, yeah, or yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but let let me ask you this though about Draymond Green. Yes, he will be making now twice as much almost as our good friend uh, Steph Curry. Um, and so, do you, do you, I know everybody's like Steph Curry's a class guy, blah blah blah. That doesn't matter. Does it matter? Yes and no. It's a timing thing. I'm in sales. Of course, it's a timing I, I, thing. No, no, but, no, but don't, don't, don't diminish that. In sales, you are good because timing. You can, I can be the mm. best at knocking on doors, networking, doing proposals. If the if the time's not right, it's not going to sell. Mm. Draymond Green is hitting the lottery at the right time. Won a championship, and they got to understand. Got he got he fell in favor when David Lee got hurt. Six, steps yeah. in, uh, maxes out on an opportunity, gets paid. Now, watch this. Two years ago, Curry was not the flavor of the day. No, it wasn't. Okay, under on him assign him because Nike wouldn't. Right. Okay, so he's so he's not going to begrudge this guy because he knows what he came from to going from Curry's fighting for a, fighting for a contract. Two more years on the steal, doesn't he? Right, right, right. Now, Jeez. And, okay, but the point I'm trying yeah, to say, quick, Curry, because we were talking before about Chris Middleton. Yes. Um, Clay Thompson is a great example, though, of what I'm talking about because when Clay Thompson signed that max deal a year ago. People said that's crazy. There was a lot of sticker shock about that deal. Same with John Wall. I'll never. There were big columns. Why are you giving Wall the max? There are. Let's see if there are other suitors out there. And I think that a lot of these executives were smartly forward thinking because if you bet on a player's potential and you see the cap going up, it looks like a really sweet deal. Like now, Clay Thompson. I mean, looks like that is a very fair price for Clay Thompson mm-hmm. and John Wall. No one would say John Wall is not a max player at this point. Mm-hmm. But it's like, but and also that max deal for Wall does not cripple the team in any way, shape, or form. Right. right. Once the cap goes up, sorry. Go ahead. You, once you win a championship, it's hard to argue with you know whether he's max or not. Hey, you got a ring because the guy was there and a major contributor. Yeah, and I, and and I think Clay's contributions yeah, were underrated. Another winner. Um, is is Milwaukee? I'm a Greg Monroe fan. I know him. He played on my summer league team at the Kinder League here in Georgetown. Wait, who did? Uh, yeah, Greg Monroe. Oh, Greg so Monroe. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. a big fan. Greg is not a super athlete, but he's smart. He's a 16 and 10 every night guy. A class act. I'm a big fan of Greg. Do you wish he'd sign with the Knicks? Because there's I more wish he'd glory sign with Boston, in New York. Actually, because I, I I'm I'm a um, I'm a Boston fan with um, what's Coach um, Brad DC Stevens. Brad Stevens and uh, Opie really Taylor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Opie Cunningham, but, but uh, so I'm glad he's I'm glad he passed on the Knicks and the Lakers. I'm just a great little friend, and he's and he's long, and that just fits Jason Kidd mold of all those players he's got out there. So watch Milwaukee; they're a winner. Quickly, some losers. We always know about the Lakers and Knicks. Um, uh, Do you think the Lakers regret taking D'Angelo Russell over Jaleel Okafor? Yes, because that that was the motivation. When, the minute I heard it, I was coming back from refereeing ball games, and the minute I heard it, I said, "Yeah, of course they're doing that." Because they're going to take, they, they think they can sign one of the bigs because there's like four or five capable bigs out there. They knew they would get one. 
get the point guard who's going to have the ball for 12 years. Who's that big going to be now? Because well, it's not yeah. if DeAndre I mean, Jordan doesn't want other... LaMarcus, Kevin Love. I mean, who's left right now? One Lopez. Robin Lopez. Yeah, yeah, come on now. Dear God. Yeah, <laughs> you might be able to post him up, so I mean, I don't know. What do you mean, that. might? Oh, here we go. Please. Uh, another one, another loser, Indiana, Monte Monte Ellis. I'm not I'm not feeling that one at all. Decent price though. Uh here's the deal. I don't care. He's a he's chemistry a, killer. He's my points for he's a points first guy, wins second. And then I'll get out on this one. Uh Pierce going to the Clippers was a necessary thing because they just Why? brought on all nutball uh, Lance uh Stevenson, Lance Stevenson. Oh, sure. That, that part makes room it necessary. Is a, is a septic tank. So no, um, I agree. They needed Paul Pierce. Is your is your heart broken a little bit about Pierce leaving no, the Wizards? Not, we're ready to go. Yours is. Oh, mine is. Yeah. All right, let's go to break. We'll be back after this while I, while I cry about Paul Pierce. <laughs> Edge of Sports Radio with Dave Zirin. We'll return after this. Edge of Sports Radio returns. Here's Dave Zirin. Boom, back here in Edge of Sports Radio. Uh, a little bit of breaking news. Just Monte Ellis, as you said, signed with the Pacers. Just came out that he was offered a decent chunk of change more to go to the Kings, and he said no. Just something. They're going to get Rondo. Dude. going to be the Kentucky show. <laughs> the Kings are a dumpster fire Thank that you. has horse manure at the bottom. <laughs> That when you put out the fire, you get poop all up your leg. There has to be a Hard Knocks version right. of basketball. Oh, my God. There has to be if they get Rondo. And it's got to go to the Kings. All right, we were talking before about that horrific end to the England-Japan game, the the own goal. One of the worst moments in sports history. I mean, one of the most heartbreaking ones where a player, through a mistake, cost their team terribly. Coach, you gave some examples. Mm-hmm. Beforehand, uh, you mentioned Freddie Brown's Freddie, pass, Freddie Georgetown, Brown's the Buckner ground ball, of Buckner course, ball. Chris Weber's timeout, and Pete uh, Carroll, <laughs> and Pete Carroll saying, "Hey, let's not give it to Marshawn Lynch. Let's do a crossing pattern over the middle from the one yard line. Right. There's never been an interception from there before, so why would it happen now?" Dumbass. Super Bowl. <laughs> we got Noah Tilton. Noah, I'm asking you because you 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 are a true athlete, at least compared to the the Jamokes in this room. And I want to ask you. What do you call me? Oh, you're all jamokes. I want. I got your jamoke outside, buddy. Yeah, I'm asking you. <laughs> have you ever in your hockey, uh, was it football, tiddlywinks career, have you ever had a moment like that? No, I've been lucky enough to have not had something as terrible as that happen. Have you been on on the field, perhaps, or on the rink where you know, uh, you know, there there are own goals in hockey, of course. I don't know if they're called own goals. Uh, not very common. So you've never been in like a game that ended in heartbreaking fashion because a teammate just really, really, really they weren't beaten honestly, but they had just a bit of a brain fart. Uh, there have been brain farts every now and then, but it hasn't been like, you know, maybe if they don't make one decision, we come out on top. Are you prepared, though, that there odds are that will happen at some point? In your, is sports still worth doing, knowing something yeah. this terrible could happen? I think it is, just because it might happen against you, and you could be benefiting. Good answer, it. buddy. Good That's answer. a good answer. Of course, you're wrong. The day it does happen, you'll wish you never played sports, and you'll wish you'd listen to me when I said, find non-competitive outlets, like competitive... Speed walking? Yeah. Do that, man. All right, for all these jamokes, I'm Dave Siren. <laughs> We are out of here. Peace. Edge of Sports Radio, where sports and politics collide. Tune in next week and go to edgeofsports.com.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.